Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. think I have him going first. <laughs> He's awesome. Jay Rodney, jump that. in there, man. Go for it. So so let's let's go ahead and get right into it. So I have a few questions. Um starting off like I wanna I wanna just honor you for for what you brought brought to the community first and foremost you being first African American poet laureate in Alexandria, Virginia. Um just thinking about the times I've been to your event in Sherlington and I've been seeing you host and um just like, like it was years ago, but but now to see that you're the polar yet, you know, I'm thinking like, how do we get from here to there? But I know the story that we want to get into. So my first question is just like growing up and being around poetry, I've read and I've seen that you know your parents exposed to it at early age, like very early or being in the womb early. You might speak on that a little bit, boys. Well, apparently my mother in the womb, my bro- my mother always loved poetry. She read a lot mm. of Nikki Giovanni poetry when I was in her womb back in the 70s, right? So when she was getting ready to birth me and she was thinking about my name, she thought I should name her Nikki Giovanni because I love this poet and what she stands for. But then she thought at the last minute I should probably give her her own name, but I did still want mm. to honor um, Nikki Giovanni. So she named me Ka Nikki instead. So that's where my name came from. Nice. So Nikki Giovanni okay. is actually my namesake, right? So, and wow. it's, it's been great. I actually um, have been to a lot of her readings, but um, last year or year before last, I think it was last year, I um, actually um, had a chance to talk to her. Like I've been in the nice. audience, but not a, you know, a personal conversation. So um, I knew the person, one of the people who put the event together. So she brought me the microphones to ask her some questions. And then when it was over, she rushed me in the back so I can talk to her privately, which was great. And I got right. to tell her, you know, that I was named after her and talk to her about longevity wow. and, you know, how do you stay relevant? Because like yeah. I'm reading your poetry now and my mother was reading your poetry in the 70s. Right. So how do you stay wow. relevant for all of this time? And she was like, you just got to stick right. around. Like it's it's just right. all about keep keep going. Like don't stop. I mean, right. this is how you make it for decades and decades. It's not even that deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just right. Right. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. You know. And she was like, you know, just um, try to let poetry work for you as well. You know what I mean? Because we've done poetry for the love mm. all the time. You know, she spoke about how she, when she went to teach and be a professor, be a professor, she was thinking, oh, I'm going to get a check like every month. Like this doesn't, right. you know, this hasn't been her, even her experience, you know, she's getting gig to gig, like we're getting gig, mm. to gig you know? So that was right. 
really inspiring. But my dad was also, he was a Maya Angelou fan. He was a Dr. Seuss fan. When I was growing up, my dad, my dad, um, his name, his first name is James, but he go by Sam. Mm. And he would be in the kitchen, you know, talking, talking about, I do not like green eggs. And green eggs. So I didn't know nice. who Dr. Seuss was or that he wasn't, you know, his name is Sam. So I'm thinking this is something that he made up. And then I remember for Christmas getting a Dr. Seuss book, getting the green eggs and ham. And, you know, my little mind was thinking, oh, so my dad has a pen name. He's Dr. Mm -hmm. Seuss. I didn't even know <laughs> was a thing. So, yeah. And my dad, he recited a lot of my Angelo. Once I um, got to be a teenager and started reading more poetry, I was like, wait a minute. This yeah. is this is wow. my Angelo. And he was like, Well, I figured at one point if you're a poet, you need to read some poets. And at one point wow. you need to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. But I was blessed to be able to go to a private Christian school when I was um in elementary school. My mother sent me there and they had poetry for a class. This is how really how I got started writing in poetry. I like a lot of rhymey poetry mm -hmm. too. And um I would be in a poetry contest. They had um, contests in the class. So if you won in the class, then you competed for the school. If you won in the school, then you competed with other schools. So this is like the nationals, wow. right? So nice. and I was winning these things, you know, in third and fourth grade, I was winning. So when I got um, um, to my end of my fourth grade year, this is like, okay, you know about poetry slam, poetry competition and random people judging you. But this poetry contest, they were more like, you have a big book of poetry. You pick a poem, you got five people there and they're reading the poem while you're reciting the poem, making sure you said every word, making sure you pause that commas. You know, it was it was real, it was serious, right? So um, one of the young ladies, uh, when we got to the end, she and I had the same poem and she won. So I was like, how did she win? And so my dad said, um, she recited the poem better than you did. And I said, well, next year I'll write my own poem. And that's how it all began. That was it. That's the, that's my beginning right there. Yeah. So that's how I started writing for myself. That's wow. Good. <laughs> um, um, uh, from, from that experience alone, um, that was kind of like a, a, a beginning key point for you, I guess you can say, correct? Okay, so we, we get through that and now you get to the, the next phase of your writing where you're, you're starting to experience different things now and you're writing for yourself, you're writing your own thoughts. Um, what was, what, I guess, what was the experience of first introducing that to the world? You know, from going from the, the recitation of others to going to your own work? Well, you know, I was young. We talking, mm -hmm. you know, elementary. So, you know, my mm -hmm. first writing was about God and trees and nature. You know, mm -hmm. my parents, you know, I love my brother. I love my parents. You know, this is, this is what I'm writing about. Then, you know, into my teenage years, then I'm like, you know, I'm writing about my, my relationships. So now I'm like, I love him. He loves me. Why he don't love me right. no more? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This right. is my of writing, right? So, and I got to a point in, in life, and I always tell poets this too when they say they have writers, writer's block. So I got to a point where I wasn't writing anything. And so my dad was like, you know, what are you writing about? I'm like, nothing. I don't have anything to write about. He was like, okay, if you don't have anything to write about, that means you need to read more. Or you need to live yes. more because you've written there to you the go. end of your extent of life. You know what I'm saying? This is school. Oh, and a wise man. You don't have anything else to write about. So you need to open up some books and start reading. And you need to get right. more life, like yeah. live, travel, do some things. And then when you exactly. you'll have more things to write about. So yeah. yeah. You spoke about you spoke about letting poetry work for you. Mm 
And that brings me to like, I hear that when it comes to money, like letting money work for you, right? Don't work for money, let it work for you. It's, and, and that's in the investment realm of things. And so, so how did you learn to let poetry work for you? When you marry a, a full-time poet, right? So you get into a relationship yes. with a full-time poet. This is- um, Who's what, your husband? Who Who's your husband? My, 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 my husband is 13 of Nazareth. Yeah, we yeah. met in um, 2002. And meeting him, this is, you know, I'm going to travel that I'm going to do poetry for a living, right? This is how I'm going to mm. live. All right. But I, you know, he is, I always say that he is such a, a free spirit, right? So mm -hmm. anybody asking him to do whatever, you know, he's like, I'll do that, right? Mm -hmm. But I right. am not that way. I am, okay, uh, we need to make a plan, right? right. I'm a more person, you know? I said, okay, if we're going to do poetry for a living, then let me go back to school. Let me get my marketing degree, right? So I can figure out how to market this thing because we have to, the first, the, we did a tour together, but we found out quickly doing a tour together was not lucrative because they have money for, they have space for two features. They have money for right. one, right? So, one. so that's not There you go. Yes. You need to get us separately. Right. And then it's not just about poets, you know, doing it for the love is great, you know, and I still do poetry for the love. I still do a lot of free things, but then you got to start thinking about, you know, when you're talking about the business of poetry, like, how is this going to benefit me? Being that Thank if you, you do a show, say if it's um, a show for charity, right? If I'm going to do right. your show and I'm doing your show for charity, I need you to introduce me to all of your sponsors. And I mean there a one-on-one -on -one introduction, right? So and then, here's my card. So if you need a poet next time, you know, here is, you know, my information. You've already seen me perform. Here's my mm. card. Mm. Let's talk about it later, right? So then you got all of these. Give me your card so we can talk about what else right. I can do for you, you know? Yes. So you got to figure out um, how is it benefiting to you. It's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about the connections of it all. You know, right then, right. like if, I, right. if I'm doing a, a small whatever show, but it's going to lead me to all of these different sponsors who are going to mm -hmm. need poetry later, then that's a win, mm -hmm. right? Investment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's good because yeah. That, that's and, kind of speaking to the next And you have a book. Uh, so, you say what, Hold on one second, Jay. Jay so you have a book as well. You mean meaning you have merch, you have product, right. right? So can I also get a table? Right. If this is going to be where you, you where you don't have an honorarium, and right. okay, I understand. You know, I I love the cause, but can I get a table? Can I can I connect with your 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 sponsors and right. and and all of that? So that's how that's how you make poetry work for you in, 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 yeah. in other ways as well. And, it's good. And That's let me good. also hip you to something else, like schools where schools are concerned, right? I did yes. uh, Carlos Rosario school uh, two years ago, I want to think, I want to say. And so they wanted me to teach a workshop. So they wanted me to okay. teach two, two workshops back to back, right? So they were like, we, we really don't have mm -hmm. money to pay you. We can give you $150 for both of those workshops, okay? But I also learned that when schools are involved, there are different budgets. They have speaker budgets and they have budgets mm. for products. Mm -hmm. That's a different budget. Got it. So I said, I want 
to I have books that I'm going to be teaching this this uh, workshop from. So can I right. can purchase books? So they only right. pay me 150 to do two workshops, but they bought 50 books. Mm. 25, 25 people in the class. So when you're when you're going to these places, you can say, you know, well, what is, do you have product? Do you have they call it different things, and merchandise um, budget, right. like mm. product right. that you can buy. So sometimes it's not even about they, they may not have a speaker budget, but they might buy 200 books. Then it's yeah. a win. Yeah. So what you've done is learn how to not just say, okay, great, okay. But you've also learned how to negotiate. Mm -hmm. mm. Negotiate your terms. Right. That's good. That's That's important. That's important. Go ahead, Jay Roddy. You had something. No, nah, y'all thinking about like like how how to have a a career or a livable wage as a poet. Um, going out and trying to have your own shows is uh you know right now especially you know how how can poets even earn a live a livable wage in this transition period we're kind of in right now. Mhm. Well, for because the pandemic came right. <laughs> after moving into my second year as Poet Laureate, right? Uh -huh. So the first year of Poet Laureate, I, I took the title on April the 1st in 2019, right? So I had to first settle into this, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, right. I, I'm really thinking, oh, I, I didn't really, I thought about being the Poet Laureate. I wanted to be the Poet Laureate, but not even thinking about that I am the first Black Poet Laureate, you know right. what I'm saying? So this, this holds an esteem and it means so much to people, like, mm -hmm. You're the first African American poet laureate. You know what I'm saying? So it, it didn't even dawn on me till probably about three or four months in that this is you've just made history. This didn't even it didn't mm. even you know I was thinking I should be the poet laureate two other times before I got this one, right? Mm. So it's not like I applied mm. for poet laureate one time and bam, I was the poet laureate. No sir, it didn't happen like that. I had mm. to apply, apply three third time is the charm. You know what I mean? So right. I had to figure out like what I wanted to do for the community and who I am and what am I going to offer to this position because this is something that you have to tell the board. Mm. So once I decide, you know, I'm ready for this, okay, now that I have it, now what? So like I said, three months in is when I really figured out, oh, this is a history moment. This is just not um, the Poet Laureate, right? right. So right. now I have to figure out what am I going to do for this next term? So I'm really settling into it. I said yes to everything. I have an assistant. I had her before. And I, I don't book my own shows. And the reason I don't is because I, I'd overbook, right? So my first month after I got the position, I, everybody who asked me to do anything, I said, yes. So she sent me my calendar for April and May and said, you have three days in April that you don't have anything to do. Three. Yeah. When are you going to sleep? She was like, this, this, you know, the reason that you hired me, you know, don't pay me and then book your own stuff. This is the reason. Because I can say, no, you know, yeah. I have to put you some, some time in here, right? So then I'm, okay, now I'm making a plan. First, I need to rest. Because I booked my April and May, so now I need to rest and you know determine what I'm gonna do for these next couple of months or whatever. So then when 2020 came, I'm hitting the ground running. I'm like, okay, I have all this stuff in April is Poetry Month, March is um, National uh, Women's uh, Month, and I'm doing all of these things. But then when April hit, everything got canceled. 
right. then you had all I had all of this money that was supposed to happen that didn't that wasn't gonna happen, yeah. right? So then I said, okay, well, we're gonna be on some live platforms. We're gonna get it together. Let me get on YouTube. YouTube is your friend. Let me learn how because I had a Zoom account, but let me buy, you know, let me I had the free Zoom. Let me buy a Zoom account. Let me because the, the workshops that I did, what can we do virtually? How can we move some of these things virtual? What can we do together? You know, and I was like, I'm I'm hitting the ground running on that. Like I booked a, a lot of other stuff. Well, I can't do that, but let's do this instead. Do y'all want to do this? Do y'all want to pay for this? And that worked. I mean, they were like, well, we can still pay you to do it. You could just have a live audience. And, and that worked. I did a, I was supposed to do um, like a, a poetry festival, but I did a live Facebook, get to know your poet laureate, had 300 and some views. And they That's were good. like, well, the city will pay you for that. I mean, you just got to be, you got to wow. innovate. You got to, like my grandmother said, look, you got to know how to move. You know, I'm from yeah, I'm right, exactly. Mobile, Alabama, where when my mother was little, they still had black and white bathrooms. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. My grandmother said, you got to know how to maneuver and move. My husband said, you got to be like water. When water get the flowing, it don't mm. stop. If something is in the way, it go over, it go around. You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to move out here. Listen. Yes. You got it. You got it. Let me ask you, first of all, before I go on a tangent, um, <laughs> I definitely want to have both you and your husband on, yeah. but I also want to have him on separately as well because he has right. his own journey. Um, but let me ask you, because there are some people, um, and for a long time myself, uh, did not know um, what a poet laureate is. Right. What is that? And, and a, a lot of people don't know what it is. They're like, I'm a poor laureate. They's like, okay. some people will ask, some people will be like, I don't, I don't really know. Right. Sounds basically, prestigious. Whatever city, state, county you are, you are their poet laureate. You are their poet for the city, right? So if anything happens political, anything happens, you are the rep you are the poet who represents the city, the state, or whoever you are. So I like to say a uh, poet laureate is like a mayor. For poetry. That's what I thought it was. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. That's okay. So, so in those instances or those occasions or events, uh, they asked you to write something in relation to that event or theme? Nice. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm learning. Okay, good. All right. So, um, how long is the term? It's three years three years mm -hmm. and you're in your first year. I'm in my second year. I just second I just year. my second year in April. Okay, got you. Okay. And how's it going? It's going great. I mean, like I said, it was a big curveball thrown because right. of the pandemic entering into my second right. year. Here is a pandemic. Okay. But you know, like I said, you gotta keep it moving. You gotta uh, I just changed my platforms and we're gonna be virtual. Gotcha. However, so what was the, what are the steps to becoming a poet laureate and do all cities and states have them? And if they, I'm about to ask you 10 questions in one, uh, but can you like a, a, um, a petition to start a position in your city or state if they don't have one? You can. And I think DC just changed their rule. Um, some states have poet laureates. When you appointed the poet laureate, you are a poet laureate till you die. 
Really? Okay. Yeah, and I think that was the rules for DC, for DC, but I think they just changed it. Don't quote me on that, but I think that they did. Um, every yeah. city, state, and county, they have different criteria or whatever that you need to do. For the city that I am in, um, they have you submit poetry anonymously, 10 poems. They give those, po those poems to a board and they read it. And the poems that they like the best, whoever follows upon that top, of the poets of the poems, then they um, call that person in for an interview. They read, then you write a statement about why you think you should be poet laureate or what you can do for the city. So you write, they read your statement, they bring you in, they ask you a slew of questions. There's some people that ask you a bunch of questions, and then they decide, you know, if you want, they want to bring you back for a second interview. So I, I went back for my second round and then they had a different criteria for that. They had a poem that they wanted you to write um, about diversity. Um, then they wanted to know what would you do for your first 90 days. Um, but like I always, I always said, I was going to do this stuff anyway. So the things that, that nice. so I think one of the things that set me apart was people were talking about what they were going to do. My flyers and everything are already printed for the next 90 already days. Already in the works. Kid, <laughs> this is happening, whether it's just Kaniki Day or a Kaniki Jakarta Poet Laureate, it's going to happen anyway. You know what I mean? And but, it will behoove you to go ahead and put you all's city name onto what on, I'm doing. Onto what, yeah, I was going to do it. <laughs> so, but what I have learned is um, uh, titles bring you more prestige, right? I'm still the same yes. person. I've been presenting right. the, in, the, in this area for since 2001, right? Yeah. It's 19 years later. But in the beginning, I've always been living in Virginia. But the poetry, when I moved here, I lived in Southern Virginia first. I lived in the 757 area. And when I moved here, poetry was in DC. I just went where the poetry was. So I just added on yeah. to DC poetry, right? But I never thought about bringing the poetry to VA. So once, and I, and I realized that, you know, even trying to apply previously, all of the events that I was doing was not for the city that I lived in. So I had to regroup and say, hey, let me move my poetry. Let me write about the city. Let me move my events to the city where I am. I think that's also one of the things like it's not just what are you going to do for the city? If I am a city, if I live in this city, but I take my poetry, I take my events to another city. Why do we want you? Right. right. So, yeah, that was one of the things I I'm, had to do. I'm glad you brought up something. You brought up um, writing with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we know poets love to write to write and write about their feelings and write. And, and, and that's what you're supposed to do, right? But when it comes to business, would you also say that it is also important to analyze the playing field what's happening in the world right now where am i let me also have some pieces some poems in my portfolio in my archive that that is marketable also mm -hmm. because we you know i i have conversations with poets and it's almost an argument at times you know i don't think you should do that poetry is for you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's the poetry community side of things, mm -hmm. and and in and the poetry industry kind of bumps heads, right? Um, but then I have to ask, 
the question, what's your intent? Do you want to do this full time mm -hmm. or do you want to do it for a hobby or do you just want to do it for an open mic? If that's the case, great. But if you want to do this as a career, you have to be strategic. Right. Right. And that's what I and that's what I hear you saying. You know, when you when you talked about you, you had events and um, uh, opportunities in D.C., but I live in Virginia. Let me um, honor and show pride to my city. Mm -hmm. um, and look, that's what rappers do. Right. They they that's what Wale does. And and I'm sure that affords him opportunities to come back to the city and represent for whatever occasion, event, festival, whatever. Hey, do that song, um, you know, with, where you speak about DC. Right. You know, so um, I wanted to bring that up, and and I'm glad I'm glad you did as well. Um, Jay Roddy, you had something. Uh, look like you. Let me let me add that before you before you ask. Yeah, that. go ahead. You can always if open mic is home, right? It's sure. like family is home is community is practice yes. okay so you there can you always yes. go to the mic it's like going home if you want to do this yes. for a career you got to leave home you have to leave right so yes. of course you're going to write about if you think about if you say you want to do xyz like i'm like are you prepared for this right you have to i um i live my motto last year was participate in your own blessing right mm -hmm. we all know the scripture Faith without works is dead. If you say, right. I want to perform in these places, do you already have pieces for this, these places? You should already mm. have the poem. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You should already have, you should be writing those poems for the places that you want to go. Then you have to think outside right. of the open mic, right? So you have to, to, for me, in order for you to get all of the money as the poet, then you have to be the only poet. If they have a program and they have a singer, you know, they have a speaker, you want to be the poet, not at the open mic, right. but you want right. to, you know, market yourself to be, let me be your poet for this event, right? Good. So Good. You, do, you do have to think about the business of it all. And I think a lot of times people use, poetry is therapeutic, but not therapy. Yes. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? So I think that's where we get it a little twisted because everybody wants to write yeah. about their feelings and how they, and that's great, but yeah. is that what you're going to recite to the Obama? Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So right. That's what I'm going to too because thinking about just that process, I know a lot of spoken word artists, they use just free verse. They're not really thinking about technical skill or, you know, punctuation or even like grammar and, you know, certain, you know, certain marks like that. So when it comes to being in these spaces where they're actually reading your work and looking at what you're saying, and, and I'm sure they're probably judging for the commas and semicolons and colons and the pauses and how it goes with the sentence flow. Um, what would be your 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 words to advocate more poets to actually take the the literacy side, the technical side of writing more seriously, along with the spoken word skills? Well, um, if you if you are if you want to like like Christoph was saying if you want to be an open mic poet then so be it because you like I right. help people publish and mm -hmm. I mean some awesome performers okay 
and then reading their work, I'm like, you got to capitalize. You got right, it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you know, right. And I'm like, but when you hear them speak, it's different. Being a writer and a right. performer are two different things. So, and I always say, I'm a writer first. Mm -hmm. I, I'm always yeah. a writer first, you know, but I grew up writing. That's what I, I didn't grow up performing. When you have these people, they come to poetry, they come to poetry mm. as a performance poet, as a spoken word artist, they don't come as a writer. You know right. what I mean? So you're writing right. for the stage, you're not writing for the page kind of thing. But the page mm. is what pays. The page, you know, the the pay the is, page exactly. is what pays. Oh, man, you come in with these, these quotables. Hold on, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you look like all of these songs, you know, my, my dad, when I say my dad was a G, he taught me a lot of things. Whoever mm -hmm. wrote it, that's who gets the money. You got that's it. Who said it? It's right. who wrote it. You know, and he told me that a long time ago. And I, I actually, I went to school for computer science. I went to Alabama State, and I would, I, like I've said, I've always had a passion for writing. But this is not something that I thought I could get paid to do. And I remember yeah. in my literature class, um, the first day of class. Um, the teacher was asking about some type of sentence and I read it, you know, I, I read a sentence from the book and she said, well, that's good. My, um, my, my last name was Williams at the time. She's like, that's good, Miss Williams. But next time pick a, pick a, a sentence that's not in the book. So I was like, how does she know that it was in the book? Cause you know, you know how the college books look, they have a big, thick, right. you know, how does she yeah. know that one sentence right. was in the book? Mm. So later on, I, um, I really, I really wasn't good in math. So I used to take tutoring classes for math. Yeah. Right. And I used to tutor people for literature, writing, teaching them how to write sentences, paragraphs, essays, and all of that. And I and I gave it mm -hmm. away for free because I was there for on a scholarship. So this was like, I can help people learn how to do this. I'll do this, teach people for free. So I would volunteer to right, do that. Right. And my teacher said, you know, she was like, why don't you be a writer? She was like, what's your major? Why don't you be a writer? And I was like, cause you can't get paid for writing. And she turned over the book. I'm sitting in a desk. She opened the book and pointed to her name. She her wrote book. the oh, book. Yeah. I was like, oh. So that's how she knew what the sentence and everything. Yeah. Wow, I didn't put that together. Okay. I know that sentence because I wrote it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so good. The page is what the page is what plays. The page okay. is what pays. Um yeah. when we get into like marketing and advertising self-published books. Um, oftentimes I hear poets, even, even like myself as writers, like we talk about like, how do we get this stuff out there? You know, how do we get people to actually get the copy? You know, people want to support it and like it and comment, you know, but how do we get the actual money into the hands and in the, in the exchange of the, the goods for the, you know, like we want to give you what you may need, but people may not see it as, you know, I mean, I guess the question I'm asking you is, how did you market your books? You know, how, what are some marketing strategies for self-published authors? Who well, don't I'm going to have, to, I'm gonna have to charge you. But listen, I, in the beginning, as being a poet and traveling, of course, your name gets out there, right? Mm -hmm. But what you want right. to do is one, rule 101 of marketing. It is easier to keep it's easier to promote to the same person. You know what I mean? If you already know me, I can say, hey, I got this book. You know me. I can promote right back to you when I get a new book and you'll buy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all about like when I release a book, I have 200 or so people that's going to buy it right off. Even mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm, I'm selling pre pre-orders. Right. Because 
I know they know who I am already, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't let people, number one, rule 101, if you're a self-published person and you're in the person space and you sell to them, you don't just sell to them, you get their information. Right. right. You follow you up. Yeah. You keep their email. So when you get ready to release another project, you can they, they already know who you are. Yeah. So you yeah. walk right you back walk. to them. So you got sales yeah. right off the back, right? When I um did my first novel, I got my whole family involved. I was like, listen, right. remember back in the day when we were selling those candies and those cookies in school? Mm. I need y'all to right. come. I printed up a sheet, right? And was like, can you sell this to your friends and all of my cousins or whatever? I was like, can you buy two copies and you give right. one away? And some people said, hey, you can keep you. I just just give me one and I'll just buy two. Right. So I then I had products that I could give away. Mm-hmm. Well, so when people say I don't have twenty dollars, I only had ten. I say, that's cool. Give me your ten because that's what that book's already paid. for. <laughs> you see what right. I'm saying? And then that person is saying, hey, she gave me 50 percent off. But I'm not letting you mm. leave without getting your contact information. Hey, let me get your email because when I have other yeah. stuff coming out and I want to hear, I tell people, email me, tell me how you like the book, what didn't you like, whatever. And I make sure they know what genre this is in. Hey, this is a book for you. You, this for grown folks. Don't let your kid read it. If you let your kid read it, it is your fault. Okay, this, right. this is for your child. Right. Right. You, you can have this too. And it's all about nowadays, social. you can be social media famous, right? Right, right. You can do it yourself. So you need to, if you are, if you have a book that's coming out or a project or um, written work or songs or whatever, and you're not promoting it six months ahead of time, you're behind the curve. Mm-hmm. You got, wow. you already behind. You can't get the product and then try to promote it. That's not how right, it works. Right, right, right. You promote it soon. And I tell people, like when I help them publish, I say, let's get your book cover done first. Because we can promote with your book cover and say, coming in September, it's January, it's February. People, you have to create a buzz about it. And then I get people all the time to, I don't even have to pray for printing up front because people pre-buy. And then they forget. They was like, oh, I forgot about this book that was coming out. Yeah, you know, now I'm happy. And you get other people to promote for you too. Hold that book up. You know what I'm saying? Hold your book up and say, I got this book situation. So those are some things you can do. I mean, get you some, get you some supporters because what this is what you have you have fans wait let me back up you got family you got fans you got friends then you have supporters those are all different people some may over overlap your family you got some that'll support you with money but some of them just just want to say hey my my cousin is the poet laureate that's it that's all they got for you you understand what i'm saying so you have to know who your supporters are. Who are your supporters and what are they supporting you with? Cause some, you know, I have some supporters, they don't buy anything, but they tell people, they, I, people, they report, they support me by posting up my flyers on events that I'm having. That's support. It's recognizing who, who who's what. And if you have, don't, yeah. don't think that your family is gonna be the person that gets you rich, it's not. Don't think your friends, the friends don't even have to support you. I tell my friends, you. You don't have to like my poetry. You don't have to come. That's not you know. That's that part of being a friend. You mm. need you need supporters. That's what you need. And if nobody's supporting what you're doing, then maybe you're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> a lot of people have to learn that. Um, I know I had to learn that. I had to learn, you know, 
those what was it three or four people that you stated the friends the family the supporters mm -hmm. you know and you cannot you should not please don't get mad at the people who are simply family simply mm -hmm. friends right uh, because when you think about your warm market because that's what that is you know the people that you know whether it be friends family or whatever um you're thinking everybody especially when you start when you first start out oh i know i can i can tap into my auntie my cousin you know and you know what i've learned is a lot of those family and friends aren't going to be supporters until they see that you're serious until they see that you're consistent with it because be those family members and those friends know you and they've seen you um possibly jump from this that in the third so now they're like okay and before i start posting and sharing and telling my colleagues and my co-workers about what you're doing. I want to make sure that you're going to stick with this mm -hmm. and you're going to take it serious. So I, I had to learn that, you know, because at first I was like, you know what, what in the world is this? Ain't nobody coming to my event. Right. You family, what, what's going on? You know, and and I had, to, I don't know who to, told me, but they were like, you know, it, you never know don't get mad and don't cut anybody off because um I, I then found that out of the blue they'll donate oh yeah you know it'll just all of a sudden click and then you'll see them in the seat or you'll see on eventbrite your so-and-so's uh name come through as a ticket sale like wow wow okay that's good that's good information. That's good. Um, so, um, I wanted to. I wanted to. How so? How have you leveraged being the poet laureate? And I, and I know that comes with you know um, um, status. Um, how has that? I guess up your game, if you will. You know the opportunities that come your way with that name and that status well this is what i do know people of color they go on recommendations right okay so I can, right i can Word recommend mouth. your show just because i said it people will say hey yeah i would love to watch the show i want to uh, be interviewed or whatever right but people that are not mm -hmm. of color they want a title yeah and as we know uh people of color color they want to bargain the people that are not yeah. of color they have the money <laughs> but they need the title you know what i mean and i and i realized that quickly like now if i call a place and say hey i'm poor laureate of alexandria they'll be like okay you want to what you what you what you want to do i've been calling y'all for years listen <laughs> when i i have been trying to get in the alexandria newspaper for years you understand what i'm saying mm. my um events and things that i was doing my assistant would send press releases to them like can y'all send somebody out or whatever never have they came mm. as soon as i got to be poor laureate they emailed us to the same email that we've been emailing you right. for years you understand what i'm saying so now that i'm the poor laureate i'm on the front page now of alexandria you know what i mean but i have this is the same person so sometimes you got to create a buzz like people already knew 
who I was. Like, it's about you finding out what's going on in your city, you opening up the newspaper or looking online and finding out those things and putting yourself in those positions. So you're introducing yourself. So when they see you again, they're like, oh, I remember that name, especially a name like Knicky. You know what I mean? But right. they're going to remember, you know, oh, I think I met her before. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's about creating a buzz around your name and what it is, you know, your organization or whatever it is right. that you're trying to promote. You know, tell people about it. So, But I understand why. You know, I, I actually understand why. And I think I started to understand why when I started The Poet Life. Um, so, so I'm no longer just Christoph Jenkins. I'm just no longer just a person. I am an establishment. Right, right. Right? Other establishments want to work with other establishments because the question is, what can you do for me? Right? And the status, the name alone, Poet Laureate, speaks more than just Kaniki Jakarta. Right. And so, so, so it's almost like B2B It's business to business right. as opposed to B2C business to customer. You're, you're a business now you're an establishment. So I, 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 I understand it, you know, because connecting with you now has them connected to your network. Yeah, that's true. That's as true. opposed to just connected to your family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So right. I, I'm I'm understanding that um, not taking it to heart because in order for, and I'll be completely transparent, in order for Poet Life Podcast to grow, it's important for us, for J.D., uh, J.R.D. and I not to just talk to each other. That's true. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, it, now, if we chose to do that, we could still grow and blow up, but it would take longer because all we have is our networks mm -hmm. and the word of mouth, it would be slower. But if I connect and have conversations with other people who have other networks, now we're connected to your network, yeah. your husband's network. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that's. I was just I, having I, a conversation I, with my um, sister yeah. about that. I was like, everybody. <laughs> you're gonna be used for something, right? You have to be, you have to be used. But the thing about yeah. it is you have to figure out when somebody's using you, what are you getting out of it? You understand what I'm right. saying? And I am, I'm a person who thinks, I don't care if you, if it's two people that listens to this interview, it's two people I didn't sure. know. Right. You know what I mean? So interviews, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll do these interviews because, you know, if you're if you're using my name to, you know, help build a network. I mean, I do have a network of people, but it's also, I, like you said, connecting to your people too. And I don't care if it's two people. It's not about like the right. number of folks for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I know those two people know other people that I don't know. So that right. also helps, you know? That's good. That's good. With that being said, um, from your experience, you know, working with diverse writers and everything like that, I've read that you also were trying to find some workshops and writing classes, women's groups, and a lot of them, uh, you know, didn't didn't have the same kind of preferences or interests when mm -hmm. it came to relationships. Um, 
but now we're we're in a time where where it's kind of like uh you know diverse is the new normal you know how how we've been working to unite poetic voices of a diverse kind i um when i came to dc i went to a lot of women's writers workshops right but all of the women writer workshops were for gay women writers anything that said woman mm -hmm. like if i went um i was the minority there you know so i said well where are the workshops that has you know the gay and the straight people where are the workshops that has the black and the white and latino and all where are these they don't it didn't exist so i said okay i see i'm going to have to create it myself because i can't find that mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to create it so five years ago <laughs> i said i want I wrote on my vision boards. Vision boards are very important too. Vision boards are very important. You need that. You need to see mm, that. Mm. But I wrote on my vision board. I want to have, I'm going to have a diverse workshop with women writers ages 18 through 100. Right? So I'm going to invite these people in and these people, I'm going to create the platform and these people are going to come. And they did. So here we are five years later. Um, and I actually, I, cre I wanted to, I created it online at first. And my si my sister said, why don't you do it in person? And I said, do you think people want to come, you know, out and do it? She's like, yeah, let me call. Cause she, she'll be on it. She was like, oh, there's a Barnes and Noble. She said, she, I sent her your press kit. She said, you need a press kit too. You do need a press kit. You, you need that. Yes. Send somebody a yep. little bio that does nothing. You need some photos, you know, you need a press kit or one page or something. You need that. Okay. Thank but anyway. You. Thank you. She um, called her. The lady was like, sure. She didn't even meet me. She was like, sure. What date does she want? And I started it at Barnes and Nobles. I did it there for a year. And then I, um, I won a contest in Alexandria. Um, the, one of the years that I, in 2016, when I applied to be the Poet Laureate and didn't get it, um, I also applied for a contest called Dashing Words. And it is a contest where you can write, they give you a criteria, but you can write. And if you win, your poem is on the buses and trolleys for April and May of that year so i won wow. that and i went to the ceremony of the person who won poet laureate then and they had me there to read a poem the poem that i wrote in something else so i went i performed i didn't read just me <laughs> I, read, I, I performed right and then right. the people at the anthonym they reached out to me they googled me and they reached out to there me and go. said, hey, do you want to do um, something here at the Anthonym? Do you want to do like a reading or open mic or a workshop or something? I was like, I want to do all of that. <laughs> all of it. And I, let's start with there a show. Go. So I started with a show. It's called An Evening with Kaniki J. That was the first thing that I presented there. So it's just me reading, performing, telling stories, whatever. Just me. I invited everybody to come. People came. And then I, I went to them with a proposal and said, okay, so I'm leaving Barnes and Nobles and I want to do a workshop here. At first they were like, why is it just a women's workshop? I said, it's called Write Like a Woman. I don't know who, where y'all gonna get a man from, but y'all need to find y'all man, but I'm a woman. So it's called Write Like a right. Woman. So well, we'll do two and see how it goes. And here we are five years later, well, wow. four years later, and we're still there. So, and like and I this said- this was before. This was before the Poet Laureate. Wow. So I had already had that. And then, of course, like I said, I wrote 18 through 100, right? I think the oldest person I've had there has been 83. And it's amazing nice. because you have young people speaking to the older people. You got the older people speaking to the younger. It's, it's amazing. 
So, and then I watch, and then I see these connections being made and people going off being friends with one another or doing events with one another. It's, it's the connection. And I realized that one of my gifts in what I'm supposed to do is connect people to other people. Because I'm the one, okay. I'm the talkative person, you know, you, you, you've seen me, you know, I'm very friendly, whatever. And I can introduce, and I said, oh, so you're a songwriter and she's a singer. Y'all need to talk. Nice. So that's nice. what I do. I just connect people to each other and it comes back to me. as that So you applied once or twice before and did not get twice. the position of twice okay so uh, and i'm glad you said that i caught it um because i didn't i thought you applied just one time and then you got it so you've been so that means for uh six years right because it's three-year term mm -hmm. wow that's that's persistence so what has um made you so persistent and what drew you to the poet laureate position let me say in the, for this last term i was saying i had told my brother when i didn't get it the second time i said i'm not applying for poet laureate anymore okay uh, if i be the poet laureate of, of alexandria then they're gonna ask me to be the poet laureate this is what i'm saying right i'm like i'm never applying again so because i had done because i was doing so much in the city people when they came you know when the call for poor laureate came out people were asking me are you going to apply are you going to apply and i said i'll think about it so i was telling my brother you know so many people were asking me about whether or not i was going to apply he said well you said if the people are going to ask you the people are asking you not the people on the board but wow. the people are asking you this is what you said so you should apply you know so i was like okay so in this i looked at what because they this is the thing about it they really don't tell you what the criteria is you know not like a job the job says you need a bachelor's degree you need this much experience you need that the poor laureate position does not say that they say we have a call for poor laureate that represents the city they want to know what that means to you and what you're going to bring to the city not what we're asking you to do because you are going to create this role for yourself and you are mm. going to represent the community yourself, right? So I was like, okay, I'm the person who is doing a lot of things in the community. People already know who I am. I think I represent the city well. I represent Virginia everywhere I go and Alabama. People know I'm from the South. And I'm already representing y'all. I already say when I get up, this is where I'm from, you know? Mm. So since I'm already doing it, I think I deserve a title too. So let me write that down. There you go. You know? I represent Alexandria wherever I go. And I do, I'm already doing these things in the city. Y'all already know who I am. Go ahead, please. Can I get the title? You know, it was kind of like nice. that. What part of the 757? I lived in Norfolk and Virginia. I moved to Virginia Beach and then I lived in Norfolk when I was there. I lived down there five years. What do you know about Norfolk State? Be careful now. I went to Norfolk State for five minutes. Really? And, um, like, yeah, for five minutes. What like, really for five minutes. Like, I didn't even finish out the semester. I was like, I don't, I don't know. All right, uh, stop there. Uh, <laughs> what I year was that? I, that? What year was that? 1995? Okay, got you. Okay, I was, um, 
I got there in 2001 okay. and uh, finished off in 2006. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Say, hey, I've done poetry there. <laughs> so it's still good. Cool. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Awesome. Um, so this was this was awesome. Um, we really appreciate you coming on, you know, Absolutely. and so you're not just a guest at the Poet Life podcast. Um, we we also want you to also come on and um, so this will drop on um, June 8th. Mm-hmm. And that's a Monday. We drop our, our episodes on, on Mondays. Uh, it's episode two. And the same week, June 12th, um, we want you also to come back and do a workshop uh, with our poet lifers is what we call our supporters. Um, this is all in the realm of Poet Life University. We wanna break down even, even further um, what you've been talking about, um, do a Q&A and allow people to ask you questions, um, you know, what, what it's been like, um, you know, how can I uh, um, go to the next level with my art, my poetry, and um, that's going to be on a Friday, and that's called Networking with the Poet Life, um, featuring Kaniki Jakarta. Um, so. Uh, we're super excited about, you know, working with you. And I believe, you know, we'll be, be able to work with each other in other realms as well. Um, how can we be of assistance to you? I always want to make sure I ask that question. Um, I reserve the right to answer this question at a later date. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. Listen, Definitely. on I air, this it. is recorded. Was that part recorded? Don't take that part out. <laughs> no, I got you. We're gonna leave it in there. I got you. Not a problem. I love it. That's good stuff. I like how you keep things business, right? And you keep it there, and and that's where you should keep it because. Um, and I'm sure you've been in these situations where, you know, you have friends that or colleagues or just people that know you that want you to do favors for them. Um, and not to say that you would not do the favor for them, but at the same time, again, you keep it business and keep it professional, I should say. Right. Um, I just I think that's very important. If you don't have money, when you get money, you think of me again. Don't blow up. Don't, don't listen. Don't don't blow up. Don't listen. Don't be on HBO and don't come back and get you understand what I'm saying? Don't yeah. get a Netflix special right. and we was on stream we are and then you don't come back and get me for yeah. Netflix. You understand what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Just don't forget about it. Go back and get me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I like that. And I think that's very important. No, no, we can't forget about you. You know, no. this is this is good information, you know. And I think a lot of people uh will see the value in the information that you provided, and especially when we get into the deep dive into the the, the networking event, um, I think that's where they'll really be able to um, tie into what you're saying, um, because we we can all um, understand and uh, kind of relate to your process. I mean, you you applied twice, and you had to wait three years twice, like. Most, I want to say most, I don't like being pessimistic. A lot of people would just have given up the first time or the second time. Right. 
you know. So I commend you for continuing on and committing to what you wrote down. Right. Because because you have yeah. to participate in your own blessing. Mm. What are you gonna do to make this happen? Yeah. You you know. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, you know what? Before I let you go, um, I wanted to ask you about um, making your gift professional, right? Um, you know, you'll 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 have someone that says, "I want to do this full time. I want to do this professionally," um, and I'm sure the question has to come about where you say, "Okay, all right, do you have business cards?" Do you have a website? Because you are already naming a few already. Um, press kit. And what are some other things that um, a poet, we're going we're gonna to stay in this vein because we're the poet life. Um, what are some other things that the poet, a new poet, or just a poet that wants to do this thing full time or just take it more serious? Um, number one, do you have a plan? And I and I mean I don't and I make it a plan. I'll give you a flyer, but I don't give a business card to yeah. somebody that I'm not doing business with. Business cards are mm. for business. If you get my business card, I'm this is for you to get it. You you can look me up on social media. You don't need a business card for that. If we have some don't, business, don't waste my cards. Give me my card. This this is what my business right. cards are, right? Mm -hmm. But what is your plan? You can't just say I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be a, a poet and where are you going? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So unless you got home down first, you first get home together, right? Find out all the yeah. stuff that you can do locally. Because when you when you start making moves outside of the city and the state, then that costs you money. Because you still have to right. get it. If you go for a show in California and that's paying you $500, that's a plane ticket. And then you still have to eat when you get there. You got to pay for your luggage. Why? Find you a $500 show locally. Find it. Get, get your city together mm. first, right? And you need, if you, I always say it, don't quit your day job first, right? When I um, left um, and did, my husband and I did a tour, I had all the bill money for a year. Mm. So I don't have to worry about bills now so I can be creative. You know, I can travel around. And, you know, I also said, okay, during this travel time, I'm going to stay with some family and friends, right? So I'm going to make this a visit as well. So I'll have no hotel costs because I'm going to stay with my friend. And I'm going to cook for y'all when I'm there. So I'm going to go to the grocery store. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to, because I mean, I can cook too. I can burn in the kitchen. I'm from the South, right? So listen, listen. listen you have to have a, my plan was, I and I always tell people, I bought our tickets for London in January for September. I paid, I remember I paid $916 for two round trip tickets to London because I planned. You know, you have to have a plan. How much money is What this? was in London? What, what was in London? Yes. Poetry. What was, okay, so that was an event that you was, got booked for? We booked some shows in London. Okay, got I it. also had a friend that lived in London. So guess what? I didn't have to pay any lodging, right? That's but good. I mean, That's it's good. so much better now because you can use, you know, social media for that or whatever. And use and, and if you have, get you some references. I use references. I get reference letters, old school reference letters, you know, and let people yes. know you did this for me, you know, get some little law, you know, whatever. But you have to have a plan and you need money for number one, 
how are you going to pay your bills if this, mm. this does not happen? What is yeah. your plan? What are you trying to do with poetry? Are you just trying to travel around with a book bag and do poetry and sell CDs and uh, whatever they sell now? Yeah. They'll sell CDs, books or whatever. Right. right? So that's out because how are you going to pay your bills? If this doesn't work out, how do you pay your bills? And then get a contract. You know, stop going on word of mouth. You know what I mean? Start getting money up front. Okay. You're going to pay me $500 for this show. I need $50 up front. Something. If the can- if the show gets canceled, then what? If the right. coronavirus happens, then what? You know what I'm saying? Man. So you need, you need a, you have to think about your livelihood. What am I going to eat while I'm gone? You know what I'm saying? Where am I going to, you know, where can I get the least amount of food, you know, uh, for the least amount of money? You have to figure all this out before. You need a plan. What is your plan and what is your plan for, what are you trying to do with your poetry? That's the thing. Because, I mean, if you just want people to know you, you can stay in your city to do that. Right. Right. if If your city does not have a platform and you are a host and you can build one, if you if you're not a host and you are a planner, you can get with a host, get somebody to host the show. Partner with the host. You know what I'm saying? Start something. Call, call the library if you don't have anything. Call the, your library. Libraries right. do things for free. Get to know you know your city first because when you get out here and you can't pay the rent, you go, where are you gonna live? Get that together first. Learn how to save some money first. You know, now I'm I'm at the point now where I don't. Uh, I was talking to my husband the other day because right after we did our tour, um, the recession happened. Okay, this is a whole nother, this is a whole nother story. So people start saying people would fly you out back in the day, right? Then they start saying if you mm-hmm. can get here, we'll pay you, but we don't have money for flights. You know what I'm saying? So now this is a this is a serious situation for somebody who does poetry for a living. Now what? What are you gonna do? You understand what I'm saying? So you have to plan, like my mama say, if you plan to fail, I'm gonna say, what is it? If you plan to fail, you if you fail to plan, you, you fail. Thank you. You plan to fail. You plan to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how I didn't remember that because she's been saying that my whole life. So this is why I'm a planner. You know, you got to think about this. Get 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 to get the let the people in the city know you first. If they don't know who you are, how are they gonna rep you? How are you gonna be on TV and they be like, she's from DC, she's from Virginia? How are they gonna know that if they don't know who you are? Right. Get, to, get, to, get your city together first. Go one hour, two hour out instead of trying to fly across the country and you don't have any money. That doesn't make that doesn't make no sense. That makes no sense. At all. So glad I didn't end this podcast uh, when I was going when I was going to. This was this is good because you went down a whole different lane, a, a whole nother lane, and that's the lane that we needed to go down because yes, faith is important. And listening to your higher power, listening to God and and knowing that he said, yes, you will do this for a living. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily say it now. Right. Right. We hear that he said, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, you just don't understand. Right. And then they take the leap and there's no parachute. You know, and then you're like, God, I thought you said, I did say it, but I didn't say now. No. Okay, we're not going to preach. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> um, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because it's very important, and people need to hear that. Because um, you said two things: make sure that you have some income coming in, but also um, when you take that major leap, also make sure that you have some money saved for a long period of a period of time. Um, you said you had a whole year's worth. That's mm -hmm. heavy. That's huge. That's major. That and that frees you up to be creative. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not focusing on the bills you gotta pay. And and because when I tell you, and I'm sure you know, um that stunts your creativity because that's right. all you can think about is rent mortgage mm -hmm. and utilities right you know and 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 don't have kids mess around have kids too okay right and so so um um but i'm and you know you you came back to how you let poetry work for you this is and that's what you're saying right here you know um you're leveraging your family members in other states and cities and countries too, um, um, you know, where you're not spending all your money on a hotel, right. trying to live it up and live it big, you know, um, and you're creating other opportunities with the one opportunity that, opportunity that you may have. You've created another five, six opportunities as well with references. You know, because when we say when we think references, we think about nine to five jobs. We've we've always been told never leave your nine to five job without a reference. Right. No one has ever said. I don't say ever, but no one has said to most artists, don't leave that event um, without a reference. Mm -hmm. You know, a testimonial. That's the proof that you are that good or that level of an artist and those are screenshots and paragraphs that you can use on your website right. that prove that you're good um, at what you do because that's what people want to know you know and um, this is awesome man I can't wait to I can't wait to, to um, break bread with you with um, uh, the poet lifers uh, in our workshop uh, folks, make sure you 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 um, follow us on the Poet Life and Poet Life podcast. Please follow Kaniki J. That is. Let me uh, drop this down real quick so they can see your Instagram handle. Is that your Twitter as well? It's just Kaniki J. Or do you have a Kaniki J? Okay, Kaniki, cool. Oh. Kaniki J everywhere except Instagram is Kaniki underscore J. Is that an underscore between? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, J. Roddy, jump in if you if you have something before we. Not gonna say I appreciate all the all the jewels. Like I'm I'm sitting there soaking everything in, in addition to trying to think of some good questions. But it's like, man, the, the content is 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 good enough. Just let her know? go. So, yeah, just uh, let her flow. Young fool. <laughs> I'm full. I'm full. Let you flow. Like I know it's it's probably a lot more, and she will get into that when we get to the workshop. But uh, for right now, I definitely appreciate you being with us and sharing your, your wisdom, sharing your insight and your experiences with us. And for those who are 
um, looking to um, get to your level. You know what I mean? Like, just thank you for uh, being someone that can share. You know what I mean? And not be like, nah, it's just me. Only me. Oh, no, it's yes. not successive. Yes. You know, but you're, you're, not just me. Definitely not just me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that supremely. Well, you know what? Thank you guys for having me on. I've been following you for years. I've been hashtagging Poet Life forever. You can look back and find, you know, pl plenty of hashtags that I've, you know. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, you know, been a been a supporter of uh, look over here, <laughs> you know, type of poet. Yes. I to, appreciate you. Know. you. So I appreciate definitely. you. You know, I'm very honored to definitely. be here, and I'm, I'm I appreciate the interview. Definitely, definitely. Yes, this is. This is one for the books. Um, I'm so excited to. I want to drop it. I want to drop this episode soon, man. Uh, June June 8th cannot come fast enough, man. I can't wait for the reactions and the comments, yeah. um, and the questions that we can, you know, have answers to them. And and I just think this will simply grow into something more um, uh, with our connection with you. Uh, and your connection with us as well, because again, like you said, uh, it's all about, you know, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? And you have that with us. So it's nothing just like I inboxed you on Facebook and because I've, I've been following you as well, you and your husband. Right. And now that we have a platform to bring you on to it, you know, this episode two, I said, I, I have to have her on um, to share that journey, that story, um, and the definition yeah. of poet laureate. <laughs> um, man, um, I just like continuing to talk, but we're going to do that on the network, I mean, on the networking event, the workshop. Everybody, thank you so much for checking us out, the Poet Life Podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram. Twitter, every everywhere on 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 uh, on the internet, and um, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, Poet Life TV, and we look forward to you know what we have to come. We have an awesome uh, guest the following week as well, and we just hope you stick with us. Uh, we plan on uplifting the poetry community and building the poetry industry. Uh, brick by brick. Uh, Jay Ryder, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Kanika, you good? I'm great. Awesome. Thank you all so much. We're going to end it off right here. This was an awesome night. You all have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. All right now. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com.